0: Good morning, Harlem. How are you? I want to extend a warm welcome to everyone. Cynthia and I are always delighted to be here. Yes, my lovely wife is here with me there on row number three. So that means I'll do an even better job today of of helping you draw closer to God. Uh, First of all, I just want to offer up a few words of appreciation, and thanks. I want to thank James and Zalika for serving so faithfully here. And I don't think that it would be an exaggeration to say that they've served this ministry longer than any couple that we've ever had, so they've been able to hang in there with you guys and keep loving up on you year in and year out and I truly appreciate that because as much as I love Harlem Harlem ain't easy but they are strong praise the Lord Uh, also I want to thank all of you who persevered in your faith over all these years Uh, when I come back I see uh, a lot of the, the same faces which I'm encouraged that doesn't discourage me at all that 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 uh that lifts my spirit, because it means that uh, you're rooted in Jesus and that you're not going anywhere no matter what happens. And so I, I think that is commendable uh, before God. I want to talk to you today about a subject that may be a little bit difficult to embrace, but it's one that from time to time we all need to revisit. And so today we're going to talk about the power of a surrendered life. The power of a surrendered life. Now what we're talking about is not natural for us as human beings. We come into this world self-willed and defiant. Even as children, one of the first words we learn is no. And surrender is something we have to learn and we have to embrace, and it's what we have to to grow in if we're going to live lives that glorify God. God is glorified through surrender. Now, when I say surrender, I'm not talking about weakness, and I'm not talking about being tossed back. Is strength. It is not easy to be a surrendered person. And I hope before we're, we're done today, you'll understand that in an even greater way. We're going to look at the life just for a few minutes of a man in the Old Testament. His name is Naaman. And Naaman is a man who had to learn surrender. It's it's something that God taught him and that once he learned it it changed his life forever and I pray it's something that we can revisit today and that will once again help us to see where the real power is in the Christian walk and that is learning to give all to God to not resist him to not hesitate when he calls, but to do all that he's commanded us to do. Now, this guy Naaman, he was, if you, if you go back and you read 2 Kings 1 through 19, chapter 5, verses 1 through 19, we won't go through all of it. He was a very successful man. Uh, he was a soldier in in the king's army. And oh let's let's go ahead and look at a part of it. Uh, the Bible says, in 2 Kings 5, verse 1, it says, Now Naaman was commander of the army of the kingdom, Aram. Uh, that's king of ben He was a great man in the sight of his master. And highly regarded, because through him, the Lord had given victory to Aram. He was a valiant soul, but he had leprosy. And so here we, we see all the, the qualities that Naaman possessed. That the Bible says that the Lord worked through him to give king, the king success. He was a man of stature, he was renowned, he was, he, was, he was married, and I don't know if the leprosy came on later in his marriage, but with all these great qualities, he had one major flaw. And that was leprosy. And leprosy at that time was an incurable disease and it left people hopeless. There were no answers for leprosy. And it kind of reminds me of, of where we are in life if we'll just take a moment to seriously contemplate our lives. Think about where we are. That no matter how much we've accomplished, no matter how well we know, we all have some flaws and shortcomings. That should preferably lead us to humility. No matter how great you are as an individual or even the best person you may know, that individual has inadequacies. And all of us have said that the Bible says, Causes us to fall short of the glory of God, and I think one of the things that is hard sometimes for that for us to embrace in this life is that we need help, and we have shortcomings, and there are things about ourselves that that need to change. Even for the best of us, there, there are areas where, we, if we look at them. They should draw us to a place where we just go, you know what? I need God in my life. I need help in my life. here you've got this great guy who's accomplished so much, but he has this flaw that I'm sure leads to insecurity. That I'm sure makes him stop and say, man, why have I been inflicted with this? And yet... God's going to use this to bring him to a whole new place in his life. He's going to use it to teach this man if you surrender to me, there are answers for your life. And so what happens is uh, Naaman's wife has a servant who was captured in a war and she says to, to Naaman's wife, look, uh, if he would go and see the prophet in Samaria, he could be healed. And his wife goes to Naaman and says, well, my servant girl said that you could be healed. And and Naaman says, really? So he goes to, to, to keep the king of, of Aram and says, look, if I can go and see this prophet, I'm, I'm told that I could be healed. And so Naaman gets together money. He gives like ten talents of, of gold and he gets silver and he gets ten sets of clothing, and and he goes to uh, the the king of Israel and says, look, I want to see this prophet who says I can be healed, and the king says, what are you talking about? I can't heal you, and the king is insulted, but somehow uh, the the word gets out, and and, and Elisha hears about this, and he sends a messenger to Naaman. To say, yes, I can heal you. And so we read in 2 Kings 5, beginning in verse uh, 10, it says, If I should sent a messenger to say to him, go wash yourself seven times in the Jordan, and your flesh will be restored, and you will be cleansed. But Naaman went away angry and said, I thought he would surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and wave his hand over the spot and cure me of my leprosy. Are not Abana and Parfar, the rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel? Couldn't I wash in them and be cleansed? So he turned and went off in a rage with his leprosy. He's going to have to learn some lessons here. See, because in his mind, he thought, I know exactly how I'm going to be healed. <laughs> oh, I can be healed. But there's a certain way that it should be done. And this prophet, he should come and stand over me and, and, and do it exactly like I think it should be done, even though I've never healed anybody myself. And I've never seen it done, but I, I know how it ought to be done. I know it doesn't sound like any of us in any area of our lives, but I just thought I'd just throw it on out there. And see, Naaman was going to have to learn a very important lesson. And the lesson is surrender. That God's ways are not your ways, His thoughts are not your thoughts. And sometimes when you want to go left, he tells you to go right. And sometimes when you think that, look, this is the way it should be done, God says, no, it's not the way that it should be done. And even the religious world is still trying to tell God how to be God, and God is saying the answers are in my word. If you'll just do it the way that I tell you to do it, you can be saved. But we still want to argue with God. So Naaman was was resistant to taking Elisha's instructions. He was not trusting. He was not surrendered. And he was about to miss out on an opportunity where his life could be changed unless he humbled himself and began to listen. Let me ask you a question. Why do you think we have a difficult time surrendering our will and our ways? To that of God. Why do we make it so hard for ourselves? Now, one thing we should learn, especially in these past few weeks with all these recent storms—Irma, Harvey, Jose, Maria, Latina, Latino storms—coming up. We should learn we're not in control says, well, Sam, I know I'm not in total control. What do you control? We're going to learn the longer we lived in this life that we're not in control at all. That we just need to surrender to God because we we couldn't tell where the storms were going to go where they were going to hit, how long they were going to be someplace. And even as CNN and everybody's trying to predict it, we don't know. At the end of the day, people are all over the place, and let's pray for them. But there's a lesson we need to learn here. We're not in control. And that there's a God and a power, not just Mother Nature, but the Lord God Himself who is over all and through all and in all all, and that we need to learn to submit to him and then life can be much better I'm not saying everything's going to be easy but you do better when you're surrendered than when you're not surrendered you do a whole lot better and at the end we're going to come back to Naaman's life but let's go back and remember a few things that Jesus taught us Jesus calls for complete surrender, do you remember that? That when when you became a Christian, even if you're thinking about becoming one, what Jesus calls us to is to surrender everything because he knows that's the only way we can really live a successful Christian life. Here in in Luke 14 in verse 31, it says, I suppose the king is about to go to war against another king. Will he not first sit down and consider whether he's able with 10,000 Meant to oppose the one coming against them with twenty thousand. Now we've used this scripture so many times to help people to understand that they need to put up the white flag and surrender to Jesus because He's the one coming with the twenty thousand, and you're the one coming with the ten thousand. Well, most of us we don't even have a thousand. <laughs> if He's not able, He will send a delegation while the others still a long way off, and will ask for terms of peace. And here are the terms of peace that God offers us. You surrender everything, I'll be in control, and then you can have peace. Not 50%, not 75%, but 100% surrender, then you'll have peace. And he goes on and says, "In in the same way, any of you does not give up, what church? Some of the things you have cannot be my disciple. Is that what he said? He said, you do not give up everything you have. You cannot be my disciple. What makes the Christian life miserable for us is when we try to live it by just giving up some of the things. And not everything. When we waver back and forth, well maybe I want to be 100% and maybe I don't. Or some weeks I do, and some weeks I don't. And I'm just here to tell you, it just doesn't work. You have just enough religion to make you miserable. Are you a surrendered disciple? Let me ask you. Are you a surrendered disciple? Are you a surrendered husband? Are you surrendered? You know, the, One of the first scriptures on marriage in Ephesians 5 is not Wives submit to your husband. There's a scripture before that. That says, submit to one another. We know it, right? Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. But brothers, why are we so quick to go to Ephesians 5:22 without first reading Ephesians 5.21? I'm getting some applause from the women in the room. Because it's like you've got to learn to submit and surrender to one another if you want your marriage to work. It can't just be one-sided. Are you a surrendered husband? Are you surrendered to the scriptures? Do you obey what the scriptures say? And the scriptures have a lot to say about forgiveness. About leading the way in confession. About leading the way in asking for an apology about leading the way and saying I was wrong and I'm sorry oh we surrender because sometimes we know what we should do but we go you know what I'm not feeling that right now and when she gets her act together then I will do what I'm supposed to do that's not leading that's not surrender. and then are you a surrendered wife. <laughs> waking up. Are you a surrendered wife? You know, I was having a fellowship with a sister, I think it was about a week ago. I did, she and her husband's wedding. They were so excited to get married. Matter of fact, she had waited a long time, it been, was a single mom, and uh, was so excited to get married. Matter of fact, they had two ceremonies. Uh, one in the States and one off someplace else. I mean, that's 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 getting married on top of getting married. That's what we do. <laughs> and so I was asking the fellowship, well, how's it going? How, how are you and you? The love of your life, how y'all doing? And she just started tearing up. Oh, my goodness. Warm tears of joy. She said, this is the hardest thing I've never done She wasn't thinking back to the wedding day when she was wearing that white dress and strolling down the aisle and everybody taking pictures and she looking like Cinderella. She's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do with this man. I said, well, I said, are you doing what you should do? no matter what he does. And she stepped back. Excuse me? I said, are you doing what you should do no matter what he does? And she went, mm, mm, mm. I said, you need to go pray and think on that. See, because that's what surrender is. See, we, we like conditional surrender. If my spouse, if my mujer, if, if she'll do what, what what she should do, then I'll do what I should do. You know, if, if what is it? Is it muhira? Is that not what you're calling? If, if, if he'll do what he ought to do, then I'll do what I ought to do. That's not surrender. Surrender is, I'm going to do what God tells me to do. I'm going to do what the Bible commands me to do. And it doesn't matter what you do. Because I am surrendered to Jesus and not surrendered to you. And if I surrender to Jesus, he'll be glorified. That's what we're called to do. Now I know you're a you, But the moment is coming when you will be put to the test. Will you surrender? Are you surrendered single? Oh, I didn't ask you if you tolerate the single life. Yeah, I'm, I'm hanging in there. You know, I'm, I'm carrying my cross. I'm bearing my burdens, and I'm just waiting to get to the promised land. But right now, I'm just marching in the desert of the of the edge ministry, just walking around in circles. That's not surrender. You're supposed to be walking with Jesus. And Jesus is not in the desert. Jesus is in the promised land. And so it shouldn't be toleration. It should be capitulation. You've got to surrender to him. And you've got to understand it's the surrender to him that will bring you joy. Let me let you in on something that the sister just told me a week ago. Marriage is not the key to happiness. It's not. It's not if you're not happy before you get married. You're going to be doggone miserable after you get married. So get surrendered before. And then maybe God will bless you, but you're. Your, your 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 joy cannot be dependent on another person, and neither can your commitment. Yeah. Jesus saying, "You need to surrender everything to me." Yeah. There's power in that. There's peace in that. There's there's contentment in that. Oh, let me just show this scripture to you. Says, so "I meant to, go ahead. I, I got caught up. I, I meant to read this one." <laughs> over here in in, in First Peter where it says wives in the same way be submissive to your husbands so that if any of them do not believe the word they may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives when they see the purity and reverence of your life what challenges you most in that scripture? the without words, right? (laughs) without words it applies to us too, brothers that's right without words. Actions do speak louder than words. A surrendered life is a powerful sermon. A surrendered life glorifies God. I remember years ago, a sister and her husband, they were on staff in the New York church. And the husband, I think he just lost his mind. And one day, he just got up and he left town. It took off I mean they, they were we thought they were close friends of ours he, he didn't even say goodbye he just, he just <laughs> took off I think he just got fed up with New York fed up with everything and he just decided I mean I'm, I'm just out of here Packed up left boom gone where is this brother and I think he was like you know life is not good marriage is not good I'm out of here now, the, the issue became, what is the wife going to do? Because he's taking off. And so she's seeking advice. What should I do? My husband has lost his mind and he is gone. He just left town. You know what she was advised to do? Go find him. You go where he goes. Remember that thing you said in your way? Your people will be my people. Where you go, I'll go. Your God will be my God. Yeah, that was before you got on my nerves, that was the case. And let me tell you, that's exactly what she did. She surrendered. And it became clear over the years that she was walking in the light he was walking in the darkness. She took away every excuse he could have had that my wife was more committed to a fellowship than she was to me. Because she did what the word called him to do. Eventually, he divorced her. God blessed her. She got remarried. She's doing just fine today. He's miserable, but she's been set free because she surrendered all to Jesus. It wasn't an easy road. But it was the right road, and God blessed her because she surrendered all. Right now, you might be going through a difficulty. You might be on a road that is challenging for you. This may be a difficult time in your life. Are you surrendered? Can you say, I'm surrendered? Try. Let's just try. Just Can you even say the word? Let's try. Say say it after me. I'm surrendered. Say it again. I surrendered. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, later on in the fellowship, later on this week, remind your brother, sister, husband, wife, whatever. Remember what you said? I'm surrendered. God blesses the surrender. You know, being surrendered, it keeps you out of sin. James 4, verse 7 says, submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he'll do what? He'll flee from you. A surrendered life is how you overcome Satan. If the devil detects resistance, rebellion, he will pull that thread. If he at some point realizes that your heart, your mind is like, you know what? I will give all to God if, dependent upon him, he'll go right down that road. Ask Solomon. He didn't surrender all. And Satan found an open door and went right through it. Ask Samson. Rebellious. Difficult. Wouldn't listen to anybody. Where did he land? It it wasn't that God hadn't blessed him. It wasn't that God didn't even want to be. With him. He was just stubborn and wouldn't listen to anybody. Each time we sin, it is because we did not take the path of surrender to God, but we took the path of surrender to self. Surrender to self-gratification. Surrender to self-will. When we need to always take the path of surrender to God. Look, you're going to surrender the question is, are you going to surrender with a smiley face? Like, Lord, thank you for saving me. I'm, I'm just happy to surrender to you because life without you, life not surrendered to you is not that good. Or you can take the difficult path. Or yeah, you surrender after the devil in the world does beat the heck out of you. You can't. Some of us all bloody, broke up, just limping, just can't even hardly make it. You know why? Because we wouldn't surrender. And we got all kinds of scars to prove it. And then sometimes we want to go back and get beat up all over again. When are we going to learn? Surrender is the way to go. It is the way to go. So we're gonna come bring this to a close in a minute, but I want to remind you. Our Lord lived a surrendered life. You know, Jesus' level of surrender blows my mind. I mean, <laughs> it's hard for me to get get my head around the fact that each and every day. He obeyed the Father without hesitation. Now, I know the scriptures say that he was tempted in every way as we were, and yet he he just never gave in. But none of the rebellion, arrogance, and pride we see in ourselves existed in his heart. He surrendered all, and he surrendered all the time. There was never a day when Jesus woke up and went, I'm not going to do it today. I'm not praying today. I'm not meditating on the scriptures today. I'm not taking phone calls from disciples today where they didn't have phones. I'm not I'm not talking to these crazy disciples today. I'm done. I'm taking a day off. I'm just, I'm not doing it. So have you had any days like that? You know what? This church, these people, not, to, no, 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 not today. Not, not happening. I'm sorry. Y'all gonna have to, I'm putting y'all on pause I need some me time I need me even disciples struggled. they even told Jesus send these people away come on man they can find themselves some food we, we, we tired Jesus said like, oh you give them something like, come on man come on he surrendered on that's why he's our model that's why he's our standard that's why he's our example now some people think well being surrendered means that you're a doormat No, it doesn't. It doesn't. See, Jesus, Jesus spoke his heart. True surrender is not rebellion, or it's not the, the, the opposite of just being rebellious, or it's not the refusal to say what you really think. It's realizing God is going to be in control, and that no matter what, I'm going to do what he tells me to do. Look at Jesus here, when Jesus is arrested. He doesn't just go, oh, shucks. Y'all. <laughs> Why is this happening to me? Look at what he says. He says, he speaks his heart. Am I leading a rebellion? That you come out with swords and clubs to capture me? Each every day I sat in the temple court teaching, and you did not arrest me. Jesus spoke his mind, but he was still surrendered. See, you don't have to agree with everything. You don't have to, to just say, okay, I just I, I can't say what I really think. You can still say what you really think, but you've got to understand that at the end of the day, God's will prevails. And he went on and says, But this has all taken place that the writings of the prophets might be fulfilled, then all the disciples deserved him and fled. See, the disciples are like. We are not feeling this. You're gonna sit there and let these guys take you off. Now we saw you walk on water. We we saw you wither the fig We know what you can do. And you're gonna let these guys arrest you? We confused. Later, they're all gone. They didn't understand what was going on. Jesus would have to explain it to them later. You see, God never asked us. To submit to that which is evil, he never asks us to compromise God's standards, but he does ask us to stay righteous in the midst of ungodly situations, and that's hard to do. We can speak the truth, we can disagree, and still be surrendered. You can still tell your husband what you feel. I know my wife does. And you can even say, I don't even think that's the best way we should go. I mean, you don't know what you're doing, don't tell them that. But, but, you know, I mean, it's like... But you know what, honey? I'm going to trust God. I'm going to surrender to Him. And I'm going to go and pray about this. And what you need to do is pray that He'll come to His senses. He may make some mistakes. You may make some mistakes. But we've got to stay surrendered and realize that in the end, God is in control and that he's going to take care of it. Jesus was powerful because he lived a surrendered life in situations that were difficult and challenged. It's no surrender if it's all easy. It's surrender when it's not what I want to do. When it's not how I want to. When it's not at the time that it's best for me, and I still surrender. Let me ask you another question Are you teaching your children to be surrendered? Are you teaching and modeling them for them a life of surrender, of submission to authority, to the police? He said, well, Sam, are you saying all police are are good? Absolutely not. But I know when the man pulls me over, I'm surrendering to authority. This is not the time for me to prove what I stand for. Here is my protest against police brutality. That's not the time. I'm surrendering to the authorities. Are you teaching your kids... To surrender to seniors. To submit to seniors. I mean, we disrespect elderly people today. It's not God's. It's not biblical. Are you teaching them to surrender to school officials? How are they in school? How are they with their teachers? How are they doing? Are you teaching them to surrender to God? reverence for God. Look, you've got to teach your kids these things because it will save their lives. It will save their souls. But... As Jesus asked here, are you leading a rebellion? You're leading a little rebellion. You stand up for what you know is right. There's a way to stand up for what's right and be righteous. There's a way to do it. But we got to be surrendered. You know, we're, we're asking the church here in a little bit you're gonna hear it next Sunday. You're gonna hear it this Sunday. We're asking the church to give more financially. Are you surrendered? Are you leading a rebellion? You know what, yeah, these guys, they want more of my money. Why? Well, look around. Don't you think you need more people on staff here now? Yeah. Y'all won't kill Jay. I love James, DeLica, but you going not kill him. We're gonna kill him, And we don't get them some help. Praise God that, that God brought Leslie here. Amen. Leslie is awesome. Leslie Madison. Give God only Leslie Madison. Right? But it's not enough. It's not enough. And so the elders, along with me, we're gonna be asking the church to give more. Are you surrendered? Are you going, to, you know, I'm just gonna do my part to help advance the kingdom? Or are you gonna lead a rebellion? If you've got questions, talk to James. <laughs> if he doesn't have the answers, talk to Zelika. <laughs> and if they don't have the answers, I can give you the name the, the, the phone numbers of the six elders that we have. <laughs> who you most of you can't name, but I will give you their information. So they can help you out. But don't rebel. Ask God to make it clear to you. Just just a few more scriptures as we we wrap this up. Luke 22. This was Jesus' prayer. Father, if you're willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. I challenge you to pray that prayer every day. Not my will, but yours be done. You can even ask the Lord, take it away from me. Fix this situation. It's it's challenging for me, but you've got to stay surrendered. Next, the Lord's Prayer. This is a prayer that I use all the time. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. And sometimes I park on that part lead me not into temptation but deliver me from evil. But that's not going to work if you don't obey the part that comes before it. Our Father who art in heaven your kingdom come, your will be done. He can lead you out of temptation if you pray, your will be done. You can't say, lead me out of temptation. Oh, by the way, my will be done too. We've got to understand that. And as we close out here, Naaman gets healed he gets healed his servants go to him my father the prophet told you to do some great things would you not have done it how much more than when he tells you wash and be cleansed so he went down and dipped himself in the Jordan seven times as the man of God had told him and his flesh was restored and became clean like that of a young boy then Naaman and all his attendants went back to the man of God He stood before him and said, Now I know that there is no God in all the world except in Israel, so please accept the gift from your servant. Finally, he surrendered. And he surrendered. He never even met Elisha. He took his servants to go and say, Come on, man. I mean, if the prophet had told you to do this or that, you would have done it so why don't you listen so you need people like that in your life see sometimes we want it to be a life who comes down and tells us but I'll listen if Pastor Warren tells me I'll listen if it comes down from here Sam said it look what does God say and sometimes God puts people around us, just people unknown, unnamed. God uses those people to tell us exactly what we need to do. I mean, it's like, well, what do they know? You know, even single people can help married people. You know, even young people can help older people. And older people can help young people. If we'll listen, there might be somebody on your road who knows exactly what you ought to do, but you don't want to listen because they don't have a title. people whose names we never know. We never know the servant girl's name. We never even know his wife's name. All we know is that and even the messenger who was sent to him, we never know his name. But ultimately he decides, I will surrender. I will surrender. And because he surrendered, he was blessed. You want to be blessed? Surrender. Am I right, sir? Surrender. That is the message for today. Surrender. Now, as we come to a close, and I want to close out with a word prayer. you. You're going to surrender. Christian, non-Christian, one day everybody in here will surrender. The Bible says that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. The day is coming when there will be no unsurrendered people left. We will all surrender. The question is, will will we surrender now or will, will we surrender later? And if you're a disciple today and you made a commitment to surrender, stay surrendered grow in being surrendered. Go back to being surrendered again so that God can bless you. You know, there are a lot of good people that we all know. People we love, family members, whatever. Great people, people who come to church, people who come to church activities. And sometimes we wonder, why isn't this person a Christian? What's holding them back? I'm here to tell you, what's holding them back is they don't want to surrender all. And you can't get to heaven unless you surrender to Jesus. So is there some area in your life that you need to give the white flag up for? Is there some situation in your life where you need to surrender so God Can be glorified in life. Do you need us to pray for you today? I pray God that as we close out, that you'll make a decision. All to Jesus, I surrender. Let's pray together. Our God and Father in heaven, thank you so much for the amazing example of your Son, who surrendered all for us, who showed us by His life that we can have lives conviction that we can have lives where we can be bold but we can also give glory to you through total surrender teach us God to follow you completely without reservation, without hesitation and God I know that if we do that you will open up the floodgates of blessing and use us as your instruments to show the world around us The glory and the fulfillment of living a surrendered life. Father, we confess our pride, our arrogance, our resistance. We confess our self will And we pray that you would continue to have mercy on us. As you teach us how to walk in the footsteps of your son Jesus. We pray in his name. Amen. Thank you very much.